We've arrived at episode 150. You! A milestone episode. And to celebrate this, I'm going to be giving you a list of the 21 best episodes of this show that will change your life. Big claim, I know, but have a listen. Let me know how you go. So, if you're new here or you're struggling with your health journey or you know someone that is or you simply just want to be able to point somebody in the right direction towards the right podcast for them, I'm certain virtually all people will be able to make significant changes in their life with the information in these 21 episodes. And you may not need all 21, maybe just two, three, four, five, six, but I guarantee if you learn from these and implement, you will see changes. Are you ready? Let's do it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to the show here on episode 150, the big 150. Did you know it may have been documented in human history that humans once lived to 150 years old? So that's pretty cool. But also, great that the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast has made it to 150 episodes in a row or Wednesdays in a row. Haven't missed a Wednesday in 150. How epic is that? It's definitely not just me though, it's not all my achievement by far, but my amazing team behind the scenes, they are phenomenal and make sure that this show happens every week. If it wasn't for them, I'm almost certain I would have missed a bunch of Wednesdays by now, so thank you to them and of course to all of our amazing guests that make this show what it is. And oh, there's something interesting as well, for anybody into numerology, the study of numbers and what that means spiritually, today we've hit a specific number of downloads that we've achieved this year at this particular moment in time, we've hit 88,888 downloads as of right now for this year. So, to every one of you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making this possible. And the number eights, we love number eight. I was born on the 8th of the 8th, so there's something significant going on here. Irrelevant of what you think or believe, it's cool. (laughs) At the very least, from a mathematical standpoint, it's just cool. Oh, And it's my mission to coach 250 men and women to lose weight and be their healthiest self before December 2021. And these top episode recommendations are absolutely going to help you do that. Okay, now it was super challenging to put today's episode together because I wanted to compile a short list of podcasts that I thought could achieve an outcome in the fastest possible time and to be able to move you from where you are now to where you want to be whilst leveraging a multitude of health and wellness perspectives in order for that health journey that you're on to be appropriately holistic as I believe all healing journeys need to be to be able to maintain long-term health and well-being results and of course longevity. The plan started off at let's do five episodes let's celebrate five episodes then I had a scroll and it went from five to ten and then it went to twelve and then it went to fourteen and sixteen and seventeen and I got to nineteen and settled on twenty-one maybe twenty-two but twenty-one there are so many good interviews with such high caliber guests and and so on this episode I'm going to share these 21 episodes or these 21 interviews with you And this is by no means suggesting that every other episode isn't worth its weight in gold. This was like a photo finish for every single one that made the list. It has been tough to figure out which episodes to pick, which episodes didn't make it, but they're all worthy of your attention. But these episodes today, I feel like if you're ready, these ones are going to change your life. We're going to start with back in the day 
in case you haven't been for much of a scroll since you've been here listening to the show. Um, and we're going to go chronologically up until today. So, are you ready? You ready? Let's do it. All right, we're going to start with the one of the big dogs of the industry. So, we've got episode 22. The episode is called Silver, an antibiotic replacement and a cure for disease with Gordon Pedersen, PhD. So, what do we talk about on this episode and why is it important? So, we talk about Gordon's journey. So, Gordon is in his 70s. We talk about his journey from pre-university through to curing malaria in Africa using natural health products, and specifically silver. Talk about why silver is a far better antibiotic than actual antibiotics, especially in a time where we know, you know, after abusing antibiotics for many, many years, most of the world have got some kind of resistance or ineffectiveness with antibiotics in their gut. So, this discussion is really, really important. And we talk about the history of silver or the use of silver in Western medicine, because believe it or not, before it was considered, you know, and it was outcast from the house of uh, medicine into the world of naturopathy and Chinese medicine, it, it's actually in the handbook for Western medicine and it's just not used anymore. And so, there's a big reason Dr. Pedersen is bringing it back. So, I strongly recommend you listen to this episode. Also, one of the first episodes to be censored on the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast was an interview that I did with this wonderful man. And I share that with you not to um, cast skepticism on things that he says, but simply to highlight that the reach of Big Pharma is great and it does what it can to shut people down. So, your support of this show uh, is so important to be able to keep getting the truth about health and medicine out there. The next one, episode 48. IBS is a bogus diagnosis with functional nutrition educator, Kira Whitman. Kira is awesome because she's straight down the line and I love people that just, that's why we called it this. Actually, it's the, the, initially the episode started out with a swear word in it and, you know, sometimes they slip out of my face, but it happens. But we talk about why IBS is a vague and inconclusive diagnosis and how to find the underlying cause and also which foods to add to your diet to build a better gut lining and how to begin alleviating any IBS or IBD symptoms, you know, bloating, diarrhea, pain all the things that sort of fall under that broad, vague umbrella of IBS. We discuss why it just doesn't make sense and how to actually go about fixing that stuff using nutrition and using, again, alternative ideas that we won't find within the house of medicine because traditional medicine, naturopathy, TCM, all of those things, functional nutrition, functional medicine, think differently. We also talk about if gluten is really bad for your gut or not which is and feels like an age-old question at this point. Episode 51, how to create a stress-proof life with Dr. Amir Rashidian. Now, this is really important. Stress, stress is a part of every disease and illness state that people in the Western world in, or in the whole world are experiencing. So, this episode is important. So, we talk about the three dimensions of stress, the negative impacts of stress on the body, how to change your stress environment. That's the big one. The thing I love about this episode with Amir is that Amir doesn't say stress less. He doesn't talk about like, oh, just just don't be emotionally attached to the events that happen in your life. He comes at it from an angle of how to manage stress and how to train your response to stress to be able to be more resilient, not just by gritting your teeth, but being able to process the emotions and the events and the, the hormones that are happening. So, I really, really like anybody that brings their information from a place of here's how to work and process 
through the challenge. Not pretend it's not there, not walk past it, not walk around it, because pretending it's not there will just mean that we're back in this problem really soon. So, episode 51 on stress, really good, really, really good. Episode 55, what exactly is functional medicine? With Julie Farelli. She's a nurse practitioner from here in Australia, a wonderful friend of mine. We've done a little bit of work together. So, we talk about exactly what is functional medicine. If you are suffering from any illness or disease that was not fixed when you went to go and see a doctor, or you've been working on the same thing, taking the same medicine for years and years and years, and there's been no significant changes, then you probably should listen to this episode 55 to understand how functional medicine is a totally different concept of thinking around health, wellness, and recovery. So, we also talk about functional medicine's place in the Western world because the reality is we are in a world that's dominated by Western medicine. So, we need to understand how it slots into the system. Um, And basically, the difference as well between integrative medicine and functional medicine. So, anyone with a chronic anything or ongoing any problem, listen to episode 55 with Julie. Next one, episode 62, Nutrition Research Diet Against Disease and the Corrupt System with Dr. Darren Schmidt. I love this guy. He is a no bullshit guy. (laughs) He lays it out Um, and he's super highly educated, runs a bunch of clinics in the US and Canada and we talk about how social media guidelines are actually working very strategically against the natural health industry and natural health practitioners. Now, as uh, you know, the world quote-unquote pandemic, plandemic, whatever you want to call it, has rolled out. This is becoming more and more obvious to people that um, the system is geared actively and very proactively geared against natural health and natural health practitioners and any type of verbalization uh, against the mainstream narrative. And mainstream narratives about medicine and health existed before 2020. Like people would have been silenced about their differences of opinion, about their differences of research, about things that don't make pharmaceutical companies money. They've been silenced for over a century. It's just now it's becoming really obvious because social media is giving us access. We also talk about why nutrition research is forever changing and how achieving accuracy with nutrition research is actually super difficult. Um, And so, you know, quoting studies is not always, you know, the gospel as we've been sold to believe. And one of the reasons I ended up leaving the House of Medicine and medical research myself is because, you know, these lines from research get slapped on books, they get slapped on the newspapers, on the... um, Um, nightly news, and they're just so removed from uh, the actual context in which they were created that they it's just misleading, unfortunately. We also talk about patient complacency and how the right diet can get your health back on track because you as a patient have to be an active part of the healing journey. You're not just, it's not just a pill for an eel. It's all about behavior change and making transformation. But the good thing about um, the conversation with Darren is he just lays it out about the truth about the industry, the truth about the corruption, and the truth about being silenced um, and how actually for thousands of years these nutritional modalities of medicine and uh, healthcare have existed and successfully helped all sorts of things for all sorts of years. It's a really good episode. Episode 65 with my lovely Australian friend, psychologist Stephanie Giorgio. So, we, we talk about the episodes called Mindful Eating. We talk about what is mindful eating. I think anyone that's on any type of weight loss journey or health journey 
Food is always going to be an important part of that and learning to be conscious and present and mindful in the presence of your food consumption is imperative to healthy transformation. So, we talk about what mindful eating is, how to implement mindful eating into a daily food routine because you want to be doing it all of the time. It's like everything. In the beginning, it's hard work. It's a lot of... It feels like a labor. It feels like really... you know. It's like when you learn to drive. You know, In the beginning, it's like, oh, the clutch goes in and then there's all the mirrors to look at and then you've got to look at the revs and you know, and the speed and, and what speed am I doing in this zone? Like it's really clunky and it takes up a lot of brain space. Fast forward five years, you can drive 100 kilometers and, and not even remember driving. It's the same. You've got to practice it. It's clunky in the beginning. And so what we do on the podcast, Steph and I, is Steph guides me through a live mindful food exercise so that you can get a grip or get some context around what actually is this and how do you do it? So mindful eating, anyone with anything related to food, and I'm I'm guessing everybody listening to this podcast has a food component to their journey, this episode will teach you how to mindfully eat. Episode 66, so the 60s were obviously awesome, right? (laughs) Episode 66, why humans evolved to die of chronic disease with Dr. Stephen Hussey. A brilliant episode um, and a disease sufferer himself, uh, Dr. Stephen Hussey is brilliant and talks about genetic evolution and epigenetics. So, what that means is the way that our environment and our world impacts our genetic expression. And unfortunately, which is what we discuss, which we talk about why humans are de-evolving. This is the first time in history that humans have gone backwards and this has got a lot to do with the world we live in, the stress, the diet, the capitalism, the poor relationships and the misunderstanding about human function. We also talk about how modern day diseases are related to the fact that we are devoid of nature. We are animals of nature. We are animals like anything is an animal (laughs) and we're not spending our time in nature, um, which is where we spent 99% of our time before the last couple of hundred years, right? So, it's really just a new change in the context to all of monkey history, all of human history, um, all of Neanderthal history um, and it's only just the last few hundred years that we've made this tiny little, well, small change, massive impact, right? We're inside all the time. So, we talk about how getting back to nature can help solve a lot of these issues. And also, um, in the context of nature and how humans have lived for a long time, and you hear me talk about this on my solo episodes a lot as well, is we talk about how fasting, both intermittent fasting and water fasting, and being in ketosis or being ketogenic, so using the keto diet, how this creates in the body a genetic advantage. So, this whole episode is about genetics, epigenetics, and how to optimize what's already in your body, what's been handed down from all of your ancestors in your genome. These are the tools and the strategies in which you can get a hold of this genetic advantage to make the best out of your life and your physical being. The next episode is with a lovely friend of mine from Canada. There's a lot of friends I've got on these episodes from Canada. Um, Is episode 71, Mastering Emotional Eating with Danielle Dame. So, Danielle's a beautiful friend of mine. We catch up on Zoom calls almost weekly. So, we really dive deep even in our personal conversations about this stuff. So, we talk about how people use sugar as a sedation drug to avoid uncomfortable emotions, sadness, negativity, pain, trauma, right? If you use sugar to emotionally escape, 
then this episode is for you. And there's a difference, and I'll talk about this in a little bit when I talk about one of the other episodes, there's a difference between emotional eating and addiction. But most of us can can relate to this episode particularly because we've all used food as some kind of coping mechanism. And we also talk about in the context of these emotions, so we obviously grew up in a world where sedating our emotions or anything uncomfortable was normal with sugar um, or, you know, insert unideal food. But we also talk about why society actually doesn't support emotional management. There's, it's not really encouraged to be emotional and to let it all out and to work through it and pull all the parts of that emotional journey into its individual pieces and identify with them and be able to stick them all together and accept them. And so we, we need to understand firstly, why are we in a world that doesn't support these emotions if everybody has them and everybody finds some kind of tool to suppress them and run away from them, but the cost of that and we talk about that a bit, right, is that there's a cost. There's a cost to doing these things and making these decisions. So we need to understand what's going on with our society and then why we use sugar as a sedation drug before we can actually start making changes to the physical diet and to the physical body. And then, of course how to avoid eating your uncomfortable emotions and be totally okay with yourself. So you want to get to a place and Danny helps so many people do this. She helps people avoid eating their feelings and start being okay with themselves, where they're at in their journey, who they are, the things that they might regret, all of those things, or, the, or the, even the belief systems. And I work with this on my, with my clients, the belief systems that were handed down to you by your parents. I often say genetics being handed down is not the problem. It's the habits and the recipes that were handed down at home that are the problem, right? So Danny is brilliant at talking through emotions and how we go and eat them and how that negatively affects the physical body. So if you're someone that identifies in any way with emotional eating or eating when you're sad or eating when you're in pain or eating just to pass the time because you're unable to be present in the absence of food or sugar, this episode with Danny is absolutely for you. So episode 71. Next one, we're going from physical being and we're going to transcend to spiritual being because we've got episode 80 with a lovely Aussie friend of mine and he actually just called me. I need to call him back. (laughs) What is shamanic energy medicine with Matthew Titmus? So this is going going to the full other end of the spectrum with health, right? This is moving into the energy space. Um, and, you know, you can take it or leave it. You can take it or leave it. But um, I strongly recommend being open-minded because we're all humans. We all live on this dynamic spectrum of existence. And we have a, a fluctuating experience on the day-to-day world and in our day-to-day life. And so I would encourage you to be open-minded when moving into this space. And I actually have family members that attribute some of their success in their own health journeys, not necessarily all of it. And I don't think any arm of healthcare or medicine is responsible for all results. But I have family members that attribute you know, shamanism or Reiki healing or energetic medicine like we talk about here with Matthew to part of their transformation, if only being a moment where they had an epiphany or or a moment where they felt understood or a moment where they felt seen, you know, in, in a particular spiritual way. So, really open your mind to this one. The brilliant thing is a lot of people hear this kind of stuff and think, oh, this is going to be some crazy hippie. Matthew was actually a paramedic for many years before he moved into this space. So, he knows and understands the Western medical background and biological and physiological thinking, right? So, we also talk about does shamanic energy medicine have a place in solving complex health issues and should we transition from the singularity of physical problem, physical solution, should we transition to a holistic approach where we factor in psychology, energy, emotions, food, 
all of the things. It's a really good conversation. And if you want to understand what shamanic energy medicine is, and remember, shamanic energy medicine has been happening for thousands of years in particularly in South America, right? And that's where uh, that's where Matthew trained as well. So really open your mind up to this stuff. It's some ancient wisdom that Matthew shares on this episode. So that's episode 80. Eight zero. Next one, episode 92. Protein, the most important macronutrient with Gabrielle Lyon. And Gabrielle Lyon is a doctor of osteopathy. So this is phenomenal. I love this episode. Focusing on protein is what I do with my own clients. So when you look at your plate, if the meal isn't built around protein, you're probably going in the wrong direction. So what we discussed on this episode is why most people are under-consuming protein. It's so common. And we actually live in a world, and I'm going to touch on that with another episode I mentioned very soon. We're in a world that is promoting less protein consumption, which in my opinion, leads to worse health outcomes. We also dive into the debate between animal protein versus plant protein and we touch on some of the myths because a lot of people, especially in the vegan and vegetarian crowd, argue that all proteins or all molecules are created equally. Unfortunately, they're not. As as much as that works for an ideological or moral argument, unfortunately in the physical world, it's not true. Unfortunately. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, Anyway, we also talk about how protein can enhance your journey with fat loss, cancer, uh, sarcopenia and aging. Right, And um, the thing I love about Gabrielle's approach is that she focuses on the positive. Instead of sort of talking about fat and people being overweight and fat, she focuses on people being under-muscled. And it's one of the uh, big signs of longevity is the muscle mass or the lean body mass that you have, the lean muscle mass you have on your body as you age. So, lifting heavy weights is really, really important, especially as you get older, which helps your grip strength, which helps all sorts of areas of your health. But in order to build muscle and maintain it, you need to make sure that you're getting the right amount of protein in. So, for a deep dive on why this macronutrient is important, check out this episode 92 with Gabrielle. She is awesome. Episode 95 with a beautiful human. The Metabolic Approach to Cancer with Dr. Nasha Winters. Oh, I have looked up to this woman for a very long time, read all of her books. She's amazing because obviously, as you know, I worked in cancer research for many years and um, Nasha was a part of the people that I found on my journey to the other side of healthcare, to the other side of medicine, so to speak, um, and debunking a lot of the things that I had discovered myself simply working in a hospital and being confused by the information that was put in front of me, keeping in mind I had no background in hippie anything. (laughs) I shouldn't say hippie. It sounds it devalues the natural health world and it's actually where I would send most people, my family, any children that I ever had, myself, that is where I would go. And if I got cancer uh, and I couldn't figure it out myself through my own network here in Melbourne, Nasher is where I would go. So, we talk about the Warburg effect and why conventional cancer therapy doesn't engage with this hallmark of cancer. So, Western medicine came up with these hallmarks of cancer and the Warburg effect is one of them, but they don't actually engage with this when you go and get cancer treatment. What? What? Like, And so, what the Warburg effect is, is that cancer cells consume more sugar than the rest of the body. That's what it is. And yet, if you go into a hospital, any hospital in the world, really, um, there is a small number of really woke, (laughs) health-knowledgeable hospitals in the world. But most of them, you go in there and what do you get? You get high sugar, high refined carbohydrate, crap, additive-filled, toxin-filled shit from the kitchen to eat three meals a day, as many snacks as you want. Yet, we know... We know the Warburg effect, which means that cancer cells proliferate, grow, and fuel themselves 
far more rapidly than other cells in the presence of sugar as its fuel source. So what's going on? What's going on? There's something wrong here, right? There's something wrong here. Nasha is the expert on it. We talk about how your metabolism works and how to develop metabolic flexibility. And I kind of touch on this with the episode with Dr. Stephen Hussey, episode 66. We talk about that genetic advantage. And here we talk about how that genetic advantage turns into metabolic flexibility and optimizes your metabolism and why low-carb, keto, and intermittent fasting are very... very powerful therapeutic agents in the presence, in the context of this conversation, we talk about cancer, but in the presence of most chronic diseases. They are good aids. Not all, not all, and not all cancers, by the way. Water fasting um, can promote some unhelpful things in particular types of cancers, but most situations will benefit from these approaches. Hey, hey, my listeners, what's up? If you're enjoying the episode thus far, please consider writing a review and dropping in five stars on the Apple podcast page of this show as it really does help the visibility of the podcast to guide other people to find it. And as well, it helps other curious people just like yourself prior to tuning into the show to see whether or not this podcast is a good fit. And I, of course, hope that it is. And so that's really the best way to support our work and what we do here on the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. Oh, and I also love seeing you share the episode on Twitter Instagram or Facebook and I often reshare those posts so be sure to give me a tag at Matty Lansdowne. Okay, let's get back into the episode. The next one is episode 97, Diana Rogers, Meat Myths and regenerative farming with Diana Rogers. She's a registered dietitian that has lived on a farm for a very long time and she is one of the people in the world um, and I really hope to join her in this space as a nutritionist. So she's one of the people in the world that is leading the, the charge from a consumer standpoint, so her and I being people that interface with um, guiding people on what to put in their bodies, she is all about regenerative farming and encouraging people to eat meat and not be scared of meat and debunking all of the meat myths that are out there. Um, and, and I really want to move into this space as well myself because regenerative farming, I think, is really important for the future of the earth, the future of feeding humans. And if only just getting more nutrition into your diet. Regenerative farming is so important for uh, nutrient density. Like we're at at a situation where soils are knackered. They've got like so... It used to be an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Now it's about a kilo of apples that, you know, you need to get the same nutrition as 50 years ago. And keeping in mind today, they're hybridized for sweetness, not for nutrition. (laughs) So on this episode with Diana, which is a must, this is a must episode to understand how the food you eat affects the whole world. Um, We talk about vegan and vegetarian perspectives on the meat argument on, you know, factory farming and how animals die and, and the process in which they go in. And we talk about supplementation and how, you know, obviously being a vegan or vegetarian, you've got to take all of these unnatural supplements. And we talk about the debate between, you know, is taking a heap of supplements really what your genetics and, you know, you were intended for? Because that's pretty artificial when you think about it, when we're all beings of nature. We also discuss why meat is a superior fuel source to plants Um, and the simple fact that all biological organisms must die because in the vegan and vegetarian world and you'll see in most food chains these days in most parts of the world, governments are telling us to eat less meat which seems to give the vegan and vegetarian community leverage because they're like, look, the government said so but this is where I want to... I said I'd mention this earlier talking about protein. It costs farmers and governments significantly more money to produce the same amount of protein 
particularly animal protein, as it does carbohydrates, right? So that's I want you to start thinking about that when you see these Beyond Burgers and all of these vegetarian, vegan, plant-based options. And it's like, hang on, is this about health or is this about the accounting ledger? Is this because creating non-animal protein options saves money and, and increases profits because these burgers aren't any cheaper, right? So I really want you to think about that. And as well, given the fact that we talk about all organisms must die, it's an interesting conversation around sentience, right? Like at what point is it not okay to kill a worm or a bug or a rabbit or a dog or a cow or a sheep? Like where is the line? Or bacteria, you know what I mean? Um, and it's just a really important conversation. So really encourage you, episode 97, go and check it out. Big fan of Diana. I think she's doing amazing work. Next one, we're talking about the psychology and mindset. So episode 103, trauma, PTSD, and your food with psychologist Dr. Lily Wagner. She is phenomenal, hailing from Texas. We talk about what is trauma and how trauma leads to improper relationships with food and how your diet negatively affects your mental health. So the fuel that you put into your body, how it unfortunately deconstructs your pathways to your brain through your um, gut-brain connection, how it destabilizes your microbiome and destroys it and reprograms it in a way that doesn't foster healthy hormones that produces positive mental health. And we talk about then, of course, on the flip side, rebuilding your microbiome to stabilize your emotions via that same gut-brain connection. And you can rebuild it through your nutrition. You really can. Another important part of this episode, which is just contextual to the world right now, is we talk about how the trauma of being in lockdown and during this pandemic is going to be impacting people and how they can learn to begin to manage it, right? So, that's just contextual to right now, but there's another reason to listen to episode 103, irrelevant of which side of the argument you are on. The next one is episode 106, How Your Emotional Trauma Has Hijacked Your Life Story with Dr. Nima Romani. This was brilliant. This was a brilliant episode and it takes a non-conventional psychological approach to this ideology of trauma and how how you're playing out your life on every level, not just nutrition, but in every single way. And I think understanding this stuff, just as I mentioned with Dr. Lily Wagner, is very important to the way that you show up and the way that you feel about yourself, the way that you feel about the world. And those feelings then inform the behaviors that you move forward and exhibit and display and execute every single day. So, What Dr. Nima and I talk about is how emotional pains show up in the body as health problems. So, how these traumas embed themselves in the body and show up as physical problems, as well as identifying parts of you that you are trying to hide from the world and digging into why you're trying to hide those things because that all shows up in how we engage with food, engage with nutrition, manifest health problems in the body. Of course, on the flip side, we talk about how to begin peeling back the layers of the onion so you can actually begin to live a fulfilling life and feel happy and fulfilled and absent of regret. It's it's a really important episode. All of these are important episodes, hence this list, right? All right, the next one, episode 111, How Unnatural Light is Destroying Your Sleep with Dane Barkley. Dane's a good friend from here in Australia uh, and he uh, runs Barkley Eyewear. So, we talk about how blue light interrupts your circadian rhythm. You may have heard me say this a bunch of times on my solo episodes. Sleep is the most important health variable of all, no matter what. Bar none. <laughs> Unless you're unfortunately, you know, have a genetic issue, which is a very tiny proportion of people. Most people manufacture their health issues through poor sleep, poor stress management, and poor diet, and poor relationships. Um, and 
toxicants. They're the, they're the categories and too, too much toxin in your world. But sleep is number one for almost everyone. So, we talk about getting rid of that blue and white light in your evenings and developing a more normal circadian rhythm. We talk about what happens to your sleep hormones in an unnaturally lit world with screens, with phones in our rooms, with lights, with TVs all of this unnatural light and it has a huge impact on your hormones and we talk about how blue blockers so Dane owns Barkley Eyewear and I'll put a link to blue blockers down in the show notes below um, we talk about how blue blockers are able to improve your sleep and support natural circadian cycles and you really want to get back there if you want to live a long healthy happy life you really want to get back to a somewhat natural sleep wake cycle of every single day because your circadian rhythm which switches on something on in your brain via the suprachiasmatic nucleus when the light goes into your eyes in the morning it switches on your metabolism for the whole day and a heap of other functions, immune functions, et cetera, et cetera. And so, if you're looking at your phone of an evening, it's t- you're telling your brain basically that it's, you know, it's the middle of the day when actually it's like 5 to 11 at night. So, there's a lot of impacts. So, episode 111 for this stuff. The next one is episode 119 from Dark Magic Medicine to Breathwork Leader with pharmacist Niraj Nayik. This is a deep episode for truth about the Western medical industry and the pharmaceutical behemoths that exist in our world from someone that worked very deeply on the inside. And so, we talk about the limitations of and damaging outcomes that allopathic medicine cause, unfortunately. We also talk about how ancient breathwork practices are being proven by the House of Medicine to be an instrumental tool in health, recovery, well-being. And, and you will have noticed if you're into any of these podcasts that you're listening to right now or this whole world, breathwork has become a huge thing in stress management, in gut health, um, in food relationship stuff. It's, it's massive. So, cultures all over the world have been doing breathwork practices for thousands of years. And you'll notice that the things that science is starting to prove now have often been around for thousands of years. It's crazy. It's crazy that we've, you know, had, we've taken the long way to get here. Um, and I think, you know, history has forgotten more than we will ever know, um, which is terrifying. But as long as we relearn it and pass it on to our children, this is a good thing. Um, we also discussed the mindset shift needed to transform your illness into wellness. It doesn't just happen if you don't emotionally, spiritually, and physically commit to the transformation. It has to be a conscious shift. Episode 129. Now, this is really coming at things from an alternative perspective um, by a mainstream doctor, Western medical doctor. So, we talk about how pulsed EMFs, so PEMFs, can repair your body with Dr. William Pollock. What is pulsed electromagnetic frequency therapy? It's, it's a lot. That's a mouthful. Um, but basically, we live in an electromagnetic world. Like, we live in that. Every atom is surrounded by this 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 charge right it's the bounce between the positive and the negative and all the things in the biological world have some type of charge so the idea of PEMF therapy is that it helps you know manipulate these charges and manipulate these fields that exist around atoms and collection of atoms like the human body and helps them fall back into the order in which they should be so we talk about the difference between harmful EMFs and you you might have a trigger for 5G conversation right there. So, harmful EMFs are a thing and radiation, you know, which happens in cancer hospitals and helpful 
electromagnetic fields. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. Um, and we also touch on a little bit of the multi-level marketing companies that play in this space and maybe don't tell you the whole truth. Um, and also, how does this therapy interact with the body to cause healing and repair? And there's some really profound um, stories that uh, William shares of healing super fast in a way that most people are like, whoa, this is insane. And William actually wrote the first book, which was a collection of the Western medical research. It's This stuff's crazy. So much of the research is there. It's just that capitalist society found, picked the other stuff up because it could make more dollars faster. And look, we're, you know, that's a, that's a whole other conversation because we're all a part of this capitalist society and we're all taking home cash and it's another conversation. However, the point is that so much of this research, for whether it be breath work, whether it be uh, PEMFs, whether it be nutrition, whether it be naturopathy, whether it be traditional Chinese medicine, so much of the research is there. It's just we've got to go and pick it up. <laughs> um, so check out this if you want an alt- a, just a totally different perspective on how to heal the body and if you've tried a heap of things that haven't worked. This could be a piece of the puzzle. It really could be. All right, episode 133 with a fellow colleague from Canada, how to balance your hormones and lose weight with Karen Martell. So we talk about why hormones, and this is particularly for women, why hormones are the foundation of a healthy body weight. You've got to get those hormones right, otherwise stuff's going to be all over the shop. Also dive into the calories in, calories out, and move more, eat less idea, and how it's just not helpful. <laughs> it's just not helpful. I, got, I mean, you can't see here, there's no camera, but I've got a heap of books on my shelf here which have... Again, Western medicine study after Western medicine study about how move more, eat less, and calorie counting does not work beyond you know six or seven or eight weeks for people that are in chronic situations. Yes, it might work for the people that are you know getting ready for stage and smashing the gym and eating perfect nutrition, but most of us don't benefit, and we dive into why. Um, we also discuss the ideal diet for estrogen dominance insulin resistance, and low progesterone, as well as a bunch of other hormones. So this is really, really, really important. The next one is episode 137 with a rock star of the the sugar world, how to handle your sugar, flour, and processed food addiction with Bitten Johnson. Bitten is literally a rock star. She developed the model for addiction of sugar and carbs. She's just an amazing human. Now, Many people just think sugar, they think the sugar are with chocolate and sweets. However, as you will learn on this episode, flour, any any of the white stuff on any level falls under this category. So we talk about why so many people are addicted to not just sugar, but flour and processed food. We talk about why sugar in all forms is a psychoactive drug that matches the behavior of ecstasy and cocaine, which obviously you're not going to be giving your kids, are you? You, you wouldn't condone that at home, so why do you condone it for yourself or for your kids, right? Deep dive. We've got to deep dive into this conversation because we've all been cultured and conditioned into this chaos. Um, so, you know, untethering it from what we know to be true uh, in the real world versus what's true in marketing world is really an, a really important exercise. And also, we dive into which nutrition you should eat to begin the addiction detox process. And it's important to acknowledge, and Bitten dives into this on the episode, the difference between emotional eating and addiction. There's a difference. There's some crossover. It's it's a gray area that needs some conversation to understand. So if you're not sure if you're an emotional eater or you're addicted, listen to this episode because going about healing from those 
uh, is really, really a different process. And as you'll have learnt on the episode with Danielle Dame, who leans towards the emotional eating side of things, it is a different process than dealing with addiction. But many people listening right now, it's highly likely you're addicted. And there's many people listening now that potentially have emotional eating challenges as well. And it's, it's highly likely too that there's lots of crossover. So have a listen. And the next one, podcast recommendation number 20 from a beautiful, another beautiful friend from Canada, episode 143, detoxing from the pill and the hormone support diet with nutritionist Samantha Gladish. Now, if there's one thing for women under 40, under 45, whatever age you are taking the pill, but it's going to be mostly women under 40, if you are taking the pill, I cannot stress enough, this episode is a must. You have to listen to this episode. I, I'm really passionate about this with the, the women in my personal life, the women that come and see me as clients, but the pill is unfortunately not a very helpful tool. It is if you want to get down and get naked and have lots of sex, but that comes at a cost, unfortunately. Taking any medication comes at some kind of cost and that should be the psychology that we teach everybody is that when you put something artificial in, whether it be food or medicine, there's going to be a biological cost. It might still help you get the solution or heal the thing or cure the thing, but there'll be a cost somewhere in the system, okay? So, it's important that you listen to this episode. We talk about the nutritional deficiencies caused by the hormonal birth control pill and there's a heap of different you know, options out there that you can use, not just the physical pill, but there's a few others as well, the Marina, the IUD, the Copper IUD. Uh, we talk about the nutritional recovery that's necessary after the pill and the recovery, the nutritional recovery can literally take years. I know from my own intimate relationship through, through all of my 20s that the recovery of getting off the pill was painfully emotional, um, devastating nutritionally and took many years to f- get back to a, a normal baseline. Um, and, you know, it was a challenging experience to, to eat, to watch, let alone go through. And I can't even relate as a man. So, strongly recommend listening to this. And we talk about too, um, oh, and, and I should highlight that this whole conversation is very relevant to anyone wanting to have kids. And we also talk about the diet and nutrition that helps support the recovery of women's hormones across the board, irrelevant of your age. So, all women should check this one out because unless you've avoided the pill, avoided unhelpful food or whatever it might be, then it's highly likely that there's something that you can do to improve or optimize or recover or heal your hormonal profile in a way that gives you the body, feeling, emotional status and just the way that you show up in the world that you really want to have. So, episode 143 with Samantha. Picks. <laughs> I think all of those episodes will change your life. I really do. They're phenomenal. And you can tell by the intensity that I've spoken with throughout this. Like I'm so passionate about these people, their work, the way that we've been able to collaborate on the podcast and behind the scenes. Like I love these people and what they're doing. And before I wrap up as well, I want to give a little shout out, a special mention to an episode. And this is one that I did by myself. I know that sounds a bit like I'm a douche to promote my own episode as one of the ones that will change your life. But, you know, I wouldn't do this stuff at all. I wouldn't do a single episode of this show if I didn't think it was going to impact your life in the best possible way. So, look, I'm backing myself here. I'm backing myself. But this episode has had the most feedback of all. Um, And it's episode 126, The Psychology of Being Healthy by Yours Truly. So, anyone that wants to go on a health journey or that has perpetually tried to go on a health journey, whether it be weight loss, whether it be curing an illness, whether it be, you know, fixing trauma, whatever it is, I really encourage you to understand the psychology of being healthy because your mind and body are one. The body is the mind and the mind is the body. If you don't have your psychology on par with 
you know, where you want to go and as part of the plan and as part of the solution, then unfortunately it's just not going to go far. You're going to bounce back. All the diets you go on will be just temporary things. All the supplements you take will just be temporary things. All the healing or recovery or positivity or weight loss that you feel will just be temporary because you will default to who you were before. So I would strongly encourage anybody that needs to go on a health journey or just simply wants to go from normal to great and from great to amazing to listen to the psychology of being healthy. The mindset work that needs to be done in here is really important. Hence, all of the episodes I've shared with you on this episode today are from multiple perspectives, energy, food, hormones, emotions, psychology. Like it's, it's all, it's all, it all fits into the, the puzzle, the dynamic holistic puzzle that, of being human, right? So that's 22 episodes in total. So 21 amazing interviews and one special mention by yours truly. <laughs> And as usual, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you look back on these episodes and go for a scroll after listening to this to begin changing your health. Maybe you've listened before and you just need to remind yourself of the words of wisdom that these amazing humans have shared with us. So I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend checking these episodes out and I want to thank you as well. Thank you so much for getting this show to 150 episodes to 88,888 downloads this year. Thank you so much. You are amazing. And please give this episode a share. Take a screenshot and share it into your social media. Tag me at Maddie Lansdowne. My links are down in the show notes below. Uh, So find me on Instagram. Join the Facebook groups if any of those speak to you. If you want to do some work together, joining the Facebook group is the best place to start. And thank you. Thanks for being a part of this journey. Let's get this show to another 88,000 people and to another 150 episodes. And if you've got any requests or guest suggestions, don't hesitate to share your thoughts in the Facebook groups. Reach out on Instagram and just keep being awesome. Keep listening to this content, implementing and being amazing. So thank you so much for being here. I look forward to chatting to you in the groups, in the DMs, wherever we hang out. But I more importantly want you to go back and listen to these episodes so that you can change your life. So thank you so much and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.